Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point... Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Reaction Episode, Illinois. Um, guys, go to uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube. Uh, leave a five-star review on both Apple Podcast and Spotify. Uh, like and subscribe to YouTube channel, where I put all the Reaction Episodes. Uh, also, guys, if you do that, hit me up. Uh, DM me, give me your name number. Or name and number. What am I doing? I'm not single. Hit me up. <laughs> give me your name and your address, and I will send you... Uh, some free stuff. Also, uh, for a lot of you that were DMing me, uh, I hope I have talked to Anchor and they said they have fixed the support button issue. So hopefully you guys can go and support the podcast. I know a few of you hit me up saying that it wasn't working. I did it myself. wasn't working. I, I think I've got the situation taken care of. If not, please hit me up again. I don't, I'll do whatever it takes to get this thing fixed because that's crazy. Um, you know, so I rewatched, uh, the game today because yesterday was not, I didn't know how to feel really about the game yesterday. I wasn't happy. And then I was really happy. I mean, obviously 11 to no is a great, great way to start off. I mean, great. I mean, you can't already 11 to no, no matter what happens. And then also too, you have to think about it. Every team in an undefeated season has hiccups to where they go through stretches where they don't look great, right? And the majority of the time on an undefeated season, it all boils down to certain games that they need to show up in and then the games where they have the hiccups. That's usually what the uh, undefeated season breaks down on, right? So I think we've done that. I think we've done a very good job on the big test that we had, which was Penn State, another big test with Michigan State. Even though they suck, they're always going to be that spur in our boot you know what i mean they're always going to be that pain in the ass until we just never have to see them again which hopefully will be next season will be the last time we ever have to see michigan state i'm sick of them um so i uh, we we showed up and huge colors right i mean just f- vibrant just kicking ass taking names uh and then even in this game i'll be honest with you it was more this game was close solely because Michigan was shooting itself in their in its own foot. That we were making the mistakes. We were doing so many things that if we would have just not done like I'll give examples, right? So it wasn't so much that Illinois had outplayed us. It really wasn't. It was that we didn't make the plays we needed to make to put ourselves in the positions to score and to make this game a much manageable win right here are some examples one andrew anthony not knowing 
I don't even know if does he know his job is to catch the ball because I don't know if he knows that. I think he knows he's got to jump up in the air and look like he's got to give it the old college try. But I don't know if he understands that he's got to use those two big ham hocks he has for hands and actually put them on the football and come down with it. Because I think that's what he somebody needs to just whisper it to him, maybe. Um, put it in a TikTok. I know the kids nowadays love TikToks. Maybe he can watch some TikToks on how to catch the fucking ball. Maybe that's what he should be doing because I would assume if he would watch the TikTok, then maybe he could catch the ball. Um, touchdown right there. Boom. Right. Um, now I, I understand this one, Corum fumbling the ball and my knee goes backwards. I want to probably drop the ball too, but that was in the red zone. So let's just say, let's just say for a second, I had no, I had no doubt at that point we were dominating the game, right? It was early in the second or late in the second half or it's not second half, second quarter. We're driving the ball down fairly easily using Corum. Uh, I mean, he was just getting whatever he wanted from Illinois at that point. Uh, best case scenario, we score a touchdown. Worst case scenario, we kick a field goal, right? That's right there. Let's just let's go with best case scenario. No, you know what? Let's go worst case. They kick a field goal. Okay, we're going in 10, 10 to 3 at halftime. Best case scenario, we're going in 14 to 3. Then Andrew Anthony drops that ball. Well, right there, there's 14 points or 10 points that we didn't have, right? And then Zinter on that bullshit holding call with Roman Wilson getting into uh, in uh, Illinois territory, also hurt. Gash dropping the ball. Uh, JJ, more importantly, take away that drop from Gash, right? The biggest problem was JJ didn't see a wide open Loveland in the end zone. Wide open. Right there, another touchdown. So you're either looking at 17 points off the board or 21 points off the board. Not because of anything other than our own mistakes. Costly. Had nothing to do with Illinois bringing the fight to us. It really didn't. They were good. That's a very good. They are, they are a very good 7-3 and three team. Or now 7-4 and four team. They were very good. Solid. Just like, like I said, a Michigan team. Um, Michigan light. Whatever they want to call themselves. Fine. Absolutely. And they have the formula for success in the Big Ten. Because the Big Ten seems to produce shot-in-the-dark coaches that have a slogan, they look crazy, and they say dumb shit, right? That is the formula for a Big Ten shot-in-the-dark coach to do something. And then they, they get their one shot, two shots at the Big Ten title, and then they just disappear. Or they just settle down into the muck, and then they just become a part of the, you know, the Big Two and then the Little Twelve. Right or the big or little eight went back in the day was the Big Ten, so you know like good examples. Brett Bielema is a perfect example of this. Brett Bielema, like I said, looks as if he is the multiverse version of Jim Harbaugh. If all he wanted to do was eat chili, eat and win at chili cookoffs, and be the most dominant uh, hot dog eater. In the world. That's Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema looks like he should be. 
I'm not going to say it. That would be okay. I can't say it. Anyways, so Brett, so here's the thing. You got a crazy slogan. One, Brett Bielema, Tom Allen, uh, the cult leader, uh, PJ Fleck, and then the pawn shop owner and, and Mel Tucker, right? Melvin Tucker. Uh, so you got the crazy, you got the crazy coach. I already proved it. Bielema's nuts. Here's, here's one thing that Bielema said that I just, I think it's hilarious that he would say this. I get what he was trying to do, but it's it's one of those stupid things that these crazy coaches say uh, that um, proves my point. Like, okay, so he told his team, he goes, listen, Michigan combined total of teams that they played, their record is 45 and 51, 45 and 57. He goes, they haven't played a team like us yet. Okay. But you do realize, though, you chili-eating buffoon, that we did play Indiana, we did play Michigan State, and both of those teams beat you. Correct? you understand that? Do you know if we wouldn't have made those mistakes, we would have beat you 24-28-17? you understand that? Like, does that go through your big melon-loafed head of yours? That big onion of your... He looks like a more mentally challenged version of of Shrek. If Shrek was a Caucasian, that would be Brett Bielema. He says stupid things like that. I can't believe, you know, when you come to Michigan, you play 110,000 people plus a few. Wink, wink. I mean, okay, just say the refs, dude. I mean, uh, sorry your your cornerback got finally got called for pass interference late in the game, but he had been trying to jail rape a few of our, our wide receivers all game long. Okay, you finally got called for one. Just bite it and shut the F up, please. Ugh. So he, oh, getting back to the slogans. Brett Bielema, I'm all over the place on this one. I know, but you're used to it by now. Brett Bielema on the helmet says, family. Cult leader on the helmet, row. <laughs> Pawn shop owner. Uh, helmet relentless and then, then uh, Tom Allen the perv you've got uh, LEO love everyone and I'm sure he wants to love everyone if you know what I mean if they want it or not he's rubbing his junk on somebody um, it just I, it's so weird that the Big Ten has these real crazy shot in the like you get one shot at really being good like Tom Allen 2020 was his shot. They stink now once again. Minnesota with PJ Fleck, they're good, but they're never going to be as what they were a few years when he first got there. Mel Tucker, same thing. It's worn off. He's a joke, biggest joke. He's just now all he's doing is coaching future uh, convicts who are just going to try and beat up old ladies in tunnels with their helmets. You know. Um, then you've got Brett Bielema, and I'm. I'm can't wait to see what Illinois turns into. Even though I actually kind of like the way Illinois plays ball. I love the aggressive. Because they're kind of like Michigan. They just said, okay, what does Michigan do? We're going to do exactly the same thing. So they have a better formula to success, I would say. Because they are just uh, steal Like, they're joke stealers. These are the chuckle stealers in the comedy industry. This is what Brett Bielema is in college football. He said, hey, Harbaugh's got a really great thing going for him. I'm just going to steal everything they're doing, and we're going to be successful. And it's working. Seven and four, not bad, not bad. But still, 
a wacko as a head coach. I mean, the, this I I'm sure if I were to dive in more on Brett Bielema, I could uncover some crazy coach speak that he's thrown out there, right? Um, so, like I was saying, it's wasn't Illinois taking the fight to us. It was us just making mistakes, stupid mistakes, and then injuries. Injuries hurt us. I mean, it was at some point it looked like. Uh, the real life version of the replacements out there. The movie The Replacements with the Keanu Reeves. That's just what it kind of looked like. Uh, uh, Andrew Anthony might as well be uh, Washington or whatever that real speedster guy is. Couldn't catch the ball. He can't catch the ball either. Maybe put some stick on his hands. Maybe then we'll start turning it around with Andrew Anthony. I mean, how many more people got to get hurt? On our on our offense, this is ridiculous. Schoonmaker, uh, Braylon, uh, not Braylon Edwards, uh, Donovan Edwards, which might as well be Mister Glass, as far as I'm concerned. This kid gets hurt so much; it is unbelievable. Uh, they have a weight room, I think. Maybe he should work out more, and this would help with injuries. Because I know uh, Corum had the same problem last year. Worked out. Did it, did everything that the trainer said, ate better, did whatever, put on more weight, right? He went from 189, I believe it was, to 210. <laughs> Big time weight gain. Uh, all muscle. And look what? Look what's going on. It took uh, kind of a sketchy tackle to even get him out of this game. And he had 109 yards rushing at the half. I think it was. Or something crazy, like 99 yards at the half or something outrageous. Whatever. But it's just bonkers. Edwards needs to get into the gym, bulk up those legs, get those legs beefier so they can take the hits. I don't know about this hand injury. I hope it's really nothing. Um, But, I mean, Mr. Glass, I mean, he is as talented as anyone on the field, maybe even more so. But doesn't mean nothing if every time he goes in, he goes right back out. Um, So Donovan Edwards is definitely, um, that's on the list there as well. I mean, we have so many injuries this year on the offensive side. Is it at all shocking that we don't have any type of real continuity when it comes to the pass game? Uh, JJ, I guess, is, I don't know this if this is true. This could just be total ramblings on Twitter. But there's some type of rumor going around that his shoulder's acting up on him again. Well, if that's the case, it wouldn't shock me because you start to see the production now waning as well. And accuracy on his throwing shoulder is hurt. I can see why he's throwing some of these bad passes. It kind of makes sense. I don't know if it's true, though. I hope to God it isn't. Uh, but, yeah, our, our offense just, you know, found a miracle. I mean, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they pulled it off. It was like every other drive, they would have one or two big plays to get him down the field, and thank God for Money Mooney, this <laughs> Moody, this guy is unbelievable uh, he really is a professional kicker who just decided to play college because he's phenomenal I mean, wow the pressure, I can only imagine and uh, listening to 24-7 he said that he had uh, never had a game winning kick before so the pressure on senior day, the pressure of do we still have a chance in the playoffs, the pressure of going undefeated and playing Ohio State, all that being on his shoulders, and he nailed it. That was probably his best kick of the day. So uh, all sh- a huge shout-out goes out to Moody. Now, 
I want to get into what the defense did. Now, the defense of I had this uh, the scoreless streak broken in the second half, but I've heard people say that this was a bad showing for Jesse Minter in our defense, and I don't understand how they can say that. Uh, they said that it was, it was a little disappointing on the defense. If you were to be a knowledgeable, even football fan, you would know that a defense outside of maybe Georgia – from last season. Last season, Georgia was a defense for the ages. Not all defenses hold teams scoreless all season long. It just doesn't happen. Every once in a while, they're going to come up with a few plays that just work. And considering that our defense only allowed 14 points, and that was in the third quarter, Nothing in the fourth quarter, and when the defense needed to shut things down, when they needed to shut down Chase or Chase Brown, they did. Okay, he had eight. He had 140 total yards. Right, he had 47 in the first half. He had 83, I believe, in the second in the third quarter, and then he only had 12, 12 yards in the fourth. When you need to shut the game down, when you need to do something, our defense did it. So I don't want to hear it anymore about oh what a disappointing, uh, uh, what a disappointing performance by the defense. We didn't get any real pressure on the quarterback. Fine, but what did he do with no pressure on the quarterback? What did he do? Did he throw for three hundred yards passing? No, I think he had one hundred and seventy yards passing total. He's one of the better passers in the Big Ten. If he didn't get any pressure, if he was just there to be. A, to do whatever he wanted all day. He should have had well over 200 yards passing. Didn't have that. When we needed to shut them down in the fourth quarter, they couldn't do anything. I mean, to kick a field goal with three minutes left in the game and hopes that your defense can get the ball back against a team that has a runner, uh, a running back that should be able to win you the game, and we get the ball back in three plays or four plays because they went for it on fourth, I think. That's pretty that's pretty effing impressive for a defense. So this struggle yesterday had nothing to do with the defense. Even not having Mike Morris, which is sad. I mean, I it still annoys me that with what? That even Mike Morris would even be in the game in the fourth quarter against Nebraska is ridiculous, let alone, what, five minutes left or something like that in the fourth? That's stupid. But still, anyways, even without our best pass rusher, our defense held serve. Our defense looked great yesterday, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, they held Chase Brown. All right, Chase Brown ran for 140 yards and two, what two touchdowns? All happened in the third quarter. Didn't do shit in the first. Didn't do shit in the first half. Didn't do shit in the fourth quarter. He had a good third quarter. He had 83 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Not bad. And one of that, and the majority of that 83 came on a 35 yard or 37 yard touchdown run. Okay. <laughs> I just don't see where the defense went wrong. They had an elusive wide receivers. They have big wide receivers. Or high tires pretty big. Pretty good, too. Shut them down. I don't think one of their... I don't think... I think their highest... The, the, their leading wide receiver had 50 yards, I think. I want to say it's 50 yards. 
receiving, we shut them down. So all this falls on the offense, in my opinion. And all this falls on Michigan shooting themselves in the foot offensively. We, like I showed you earlier in this episode, we do, we, we make any, those three plays, we make those three plays. We win this game easily. Andrew Anthony catches that effing ball for a touchdown. We win this game easily. J.J. McCarthy sees Loveland in wide open in the end zone. We win this game easily. So it had nothing to do with how good Illinois was. It had to do with us shooting ourselves in the effing foot and all the gosh darn injuries that happened to us over this season all com- just happening at once, and they were all out. So, yeah, so my thought is, is this current offense without Corum, without Edwards, without Keegan, without, and that's it, because Scooney is great. I love Schoonmaker, but Loveland's going to be a dog. Loveland may be the next Jake Butt, in my opinion. He could even be better. Um, Is this? No, this is this offense is not good enough to beat Ohio State. You give us back help. You give us back Corum. Yes. In my opinion, Corum alone, a healthy Corum, and give us Keegan. I'd love to have Keegan back because he's a beast on that offensive line. But you give us Corum and Keegan, and we will beat Ohio State. I would love to see Edwards out there, but I don't know if he could make it. He goes out there and takes one more hit. He may just fall into a million pieces. I don't know. And... um. Maybe, maybe we just invest in some stick them and put him on Andrew Anthony's hands. Maybe then he'll catch a ball. Maybe. Maybe. We just improve those few things. We just not shoot ourselves in the foot. Now, are we shooting ourselves in the foot because we're looking forward to um, Ohio State next week? Is that it? What exactly, why did we lose focus offensively that those plays, it couldn't have been because of the cold. I'm sorry. You can't give me Andrew Anthony couldn't catch that ball because it was cold outside. He's from Michigan. Also, no one holds a gun to your head and says, you're going to go play in Michigan. No one. You came of your own accord. And if you don't understand it gets freaking cold in Michigan, how did you even get into Michigan? That sounds like more of a Michigan State thing. Not understanding temperatures or anything, math, reading, uh astronomy i mean typical logic i don't know that's all michigan state and uh, not a michigan thing so i don't want to hear that the weather was the reason why they couldn't catch the effing ball in my opinion why don't we just go with three tight ends and then one really speedy wide receiver and then that's all we do from here on out because we're wasting wide receivers. We're never going to get a really great wide receiver again because our coaching staff doesn't know how to coach up wide receivers. Our wide receivers are too pampered. They don't have they don't want to catch the ball when it's cold. But our tight ends constantly doing the job. Well, our our tight ends from Idaho, very cold, understands how to catch the ball in this kind of weather. You know? I don't know. It just it annoys me. When, when I hear when I when I see this team, we should easily beat Illinois. 
but we found ourselves into a dogfight. Now, listen, maybe was that the wake-up call? Was that the dogfight we needed to get us ready to go against Ohio State? Well, well, I guess we'll find out, right, next week. But also, it's not like there is a straight team out there that is just so dominant that everybody should be in awe of like last year, right? No one. Because ultimately, the top four all struggled, right? And even we had some massive losses, or one in in particular, and I want to get into um, the playoff committee stuff right now. Uh, Boo and the Buckaroos, we're going to call this, because that's the name of the the head of the committee. Is his name is Boo, Boo. (laughs) I don't. That doesn't sound like corruption. I don't know what is. Boo is selling his vote to whoever gives him the nicest whiskey. I'll be honest, I don't see Boo and his buckaroos making good decisions here. But anyways, top four, okay, Georgia has looked human all season long, right? Also, they had that they had that stinker against Kent State. They just put up, a, they just barely beat Kentucky 16 to 6. Kentucky, guys, 16 to 6, okay? Um, Ohio had to hope and pray that Maryland decided to be Maryland and they got their hopes. They got their prayers answered in the fourth quarter. For all you people who were complaining about Michigan allowing uh, the points that, that in, uh, Illinois scored last or in this game, 14, by the way, in the second half, Ohio allowed over 20. I think it was exactly 20 in the second half. Maryland had 13 points at halftime. They come back and they lose the game. Well, the score was 40. Let me see. Let me flip her over and see here. 40, 43 to 30. But um, it was 36-30 with, Illinois, with Maryland on the field. And just, of course, the luckiest break in human history always goes for Ohio. They sack the guy. The guy bumps the ball up in the air, and it just lands perfectly in his hands as he walks into the end zone. So I'm not really going to count that. But that game was in, like, danger. Ohio was once again in danger of losing a game. So they haven't been dominant all year. We had our struggle with Illinois. And then even TCU needed a last-second field goal to beat Baylor. So the top four, anything can happen this year. You just have to get in, and I think anybody can win this national title. I don't think there's one real dominant team. You hope on that day your team is dominant, so health is going to come into play in all this, right? Who's the most healthy, and who's hitting their stride at that point in time? And that's why I hate that the playoff is going to be played a month after the championship games. Like, this is stupid. It's No, no one does that. The NFL doesn't do that shit. And if the pros don't do that, why the F are we doing? Why why is college football doing it? It's stupid. It's stupid. It's all for money. It's dumb. And it hurts the product because if you're truly on a run and if you're truly on fire going into your conference championship game, you win it. Now you have to sit for a fucking month and hope that you can keep everything going. <laughs> it's stupid. But anyways. I mean, how about Tennessee? Woo! They should never even be con- they should never ever be mentioned for this playoff ever again. Ever again. I don't want to hear it for the rest of the season. First of all, they're a two loss team. And the way they lost the second the second game is 
by far and away the killer. It's the nail in the coffin. You cannot allow 63 points and even be considered a playoff team. Thank you. See you later. Tennessee eliminated themselves from the playoff for good. USC is begging to lose so they cannot be in the playoff. UCLA really took it to them yesterday, and I was I was stuck working, um, and I couldn't watch that game. But uh, from the little that I saw, UCLA looked great. I don't know how, UC, uh, how SC did it, but they pulled off a, a real close one uh, with Notre Dame, I think, next week. Uh, SC is going to give that one up. I don't see SC beating Notre Dame. Uh, and then, oh, LSU. Came through with a really big win against UAB. You know, everybody gets on Michigan for their strength of schedule because it's all at the beginning. But, you know, the SEC throws in some real stinkers towards the end of the season. Why? Because they don't want anything to trip up their season on their way to a playoff (laughs) or the conference championship game. I think Austin P played Alabama last week. Austin P. No one talks about that. No one talks about Austin P and UAB being these teams that the that the SEC plays towards the end of the. They're like the fat girl you sneak into your house that you don't even you don't even go you don't even go to your town where you normally hang out when you're dating in Austin P. You go like undercover a night into another city so no one knows, right? And you sneak them into your house and you sneak them out. That's what Austin P and UAB are. No one seems to pay attention because they're so busy paying attention to the overall playoff or all the other stuff that college football headlines are creating that you can sneak those UABs in and no one even notices. But you do that shit at the beginning of the season when everybody's paying attention. Now you got to worry about your strength of schedule all season long, right? Anyways, uh, Boone the Buckaroos are going to come up with something for the for the uh, top four this week on Tuesday. I don't see how it personally changes because you can't leapfrog anybody or drop anybody solely based off of the top four's performance. And even in the top, what, seven, we'll say, because Tennessee got blown out. Um, Six LSU, never, never, ever, I don't care what. If the Boo and the Buckaroos... uh, reward LSU for beating a UAB and putting them in the to the top four, you're crazy. And then this whole playoff thing should just be shut down. Should be shut down. Like there shouldn't even be a playoff if LSU gets put into the top four this week for beating UAB. And then USC should actually leapfrog uh LSU. And they should be the fifth fifth ranked team in the nation, in my opinion, USC. So my top five is going to be USC, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, Georgia at number one. That's how the top five should play out. But who knows what Boone the Buckaroos has got set up, but that'll be it. Um, guys, sorry, I didn't mean to go this long, but uh, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is 100% great to be a Michigan Wolverine. I love it. It is getting better every every week. It is stressful sometimes, but that is college football, right? That is why we love it. That is why we follow it. That is why we are fanatical about this sport because you never know what's going to happen, who's going to show up. And, then, guys, this week is hate week. This is 
I don't even know if it's hate week. This is rivalry week. This is the game that we've all been waiting for, that we've all been looking forward to, that we just can't wait. This is it. It's finally here. Amazing. A whole college football season already gone. It seems like a blink of an eye. Um, But, guys, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Uh, Guys, go rate and review, please. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Hit the support button. Uh, and do what you can, guys, because I mean, I'm willing to just spend whatever money I get from that and just spend it on products to give back to you guys. Um, I love this. This is great. I can't wait. Um, guys, uh, let's enjoy this because I think we're going to have a great, I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm going to lay it all out in the big game pregame and then we'll get into the reaction episode and all that other stuff. And if I do have time this week, I will try to put out another episode, but this is Thanksgiving week. It is a busy, busy time, Uh, but I'm going to do the best I can. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and always and forever, guys, go blue.